All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right, and we're back with our the second part of our Thor episode here. We're finally getting into, uh, I think this is, our, is this, this is our first like major Avenger, isn't it? I guess the Hulk. Yeah, but I guess this, this is like one of the big three, though. Because, I mean, do you count Immortal Hulk as an Avenger? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the Hulk is an original founding Avenger, technically. Well, I mean, that's like, but has the Immortal Hulk done stuff with not, the Avengers? Well, not the Immortal Hulk, no. Not, yeah, yeah. not this version of the Hulk. That, that's what but, I mean. Is this? I don't know if that counts because it's so separated. Semantics. He fought the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like uh, the first of like the big three of the of the Avengers, I think. So we're finally getting into uh, to one of those. We're digging into the, I mean, if you joined us last week, we're doing the Jason Aaron run, the first volume of this is like the god butcher stuff uh so we're finishing up that god butcher arc today which will be uh issues seven through 11, 11 yeah. yep uh so that'll be cool we'll get to see the end of god the almost like god the gore butcher <laughs> god the god bomb don't call me god <laughs> uh so yeah so thanks again justin for leaving this request having us do these three thor episodes because it's oh, been yeah. fun uh, definitely even if the movie we watched uh for this week's episode is less fun honestly i didn't hate it as much as i thought i was gonna no and we'll talk about it more but like we're so i mean we're doing i, I talked about we're doing those issues of uh God of Thunder, but then we're all, the movie we're doing is also Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, we're doing all three Thor movies. But yeah, this movie wasn't. It's not like despicably bad. No, but it's it's just like very, there's a lot of there's a lot of very meh sections and yeah. the questionable creative decisions. Yeah, but and then there's some parts that I really like. But we'll get to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so thanks again, Justin, for leaving this request, getting us to to start into Thor here. Um, if you want to leave your own request, I usually call it out, but we do have a Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash Agents of Comic Book. That's where you can leave a request like this and basically design the episodes that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin is, uh, joined at the $10 level, which lets you choose a whole series, a whole three-episode series that you want to do. It doesn't have to all be the same character. You can do, like, three one-offs. Yeah. Or you can do, like, you know, two of one and one. It doesn't matter. A medley. Yeah, so it, it's just there, so that way, if you want us to do something like this where we dig into a single run and get into it, you can you can request that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can make us watch whatever movies or TV shows you decide to subject us to. <laughs> um, so that is fair game as well. Uh, also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we you can always view the schedule that we have upcoming on there we're on twitter.com at agents of podcast uh and we will always follow you back just so that way uh we like to see what people are reading engage in dialogue on that because I, I read a lot of books as well like myself like constantly so it's oh, nice yeah. to be able to engage with people and see what they're reading it's nice when people are catching up on like a run that you really love you're like oh just wait till you get to like when you were catching up on uh the coats black panther run oh definitely like, just yeah. wait just tell me when you get to issue 12, <laughs> when i, I read to, that in a day I, yeah you, re- you <laughs> caught up at all of coats run in a day which is amazing <laughs> Not just a day, but like one sitting. Yeah, right. Like 18 I, issues. I kind of did like something similar. Sitting. That that intergalactic empire of Wakanda is awesome. Oh, yeah, it was great. So, yeah, I was like, just tell me when you get to issue 12 because I need <laughs> to freaking freak out on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, definitely, I mean, that's off the subject, but definitely go read that Black Panther. Oh, yeah. If it's you very, very good. Check it out. Uh, it's on Marvel Unlimited. We're, we're reading this right now. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, we're going to be getting into uh, the end of Gore the God Butcher. That's going to be issues 7 through 11, the God Bomb. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're here with the, this is kind of like the second arc of the Gore story. It's, it's I would say they kind of flow together, like they're kind of all one story, but this one yeah. is def- definitely does have a different arc, because this one is called the God Bomb for a good reason. Like if you were going to split this up into two movies, this would be the perfect like break point. Yeah, it could be. Um, well, at the end, could of, maybe at the end the, of six. I feel like the God Bomb itself could have just been act three in a movie. I suppose, yeah. Like it would yeah, be like, that's oh true. no, he's building the god bomb. I mean, that's it, like the end of it, you know. That's true. Like there, I mean, they did have some like nice filler things in between the god bomb stuff, but yeah, it could have been a little more condensed. I feel like Gore could easily be like one movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, you can, and you can even have all three Thors and have time for that. I think definitely. Like, not that there's not a lot of content here, but it's just you could streamline a lot of things. I think. Oh, definitely. 
Um, because it, with this story, it's uh, we we are introduced to the character before, but it's kind of the god of bombs has built Gore a giant weapon, which is very <laughs> cool, called the the God Bomb. Oh yeah, because he was the guy who had like no eyes and whatnot, who like watched Gore was forced to watch Gore torture all those gods that Thor ran into in the in the last arc. Yep. And now we finally find out what kind of god he was, and he he t- says that he was the god of bombs and built Gore a giant bomb. <laughs> um, that's a hell of a title, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so that's what this whole arc is about. Uh, it opens up too with young Thor kind of like in the past and he's still like he still remembers that night in the cave like being tortured by gore and like almost giving up like the secrets of asgard yeah it's got some ptsd yeah so uh he's like outside and he like hears screaming and he's kind of like remembering it but it's not just that it's actually gore has now because of this blood ritual he did uh in the last issues we read last week he now has the ability to travel through time which is pretty overpowered oh yeah uh, so now he can go back in time and he's literally like, oh, remember me, Thor? Like, remember that <laughs> night in the cave? Well, it's not over. And so Thor, like, literally his worst nightmares come true and he has to fight, like, like not only Gore, the God Butcher, but, like, a Gore, the God Butcher, who's, like, 2,000 years strong, like, stronger, you know? Yeah, and has already fought, like, multiple versions of Right, himself. and knows what not to do to beat Thor, yeah. Yep. So he, he easily takes Thor and actually kidnaps him to the far future. So not even to the present, to the far future where King Thor lives. Yep. Because uh, in the far future, that's where this god bomb is being built. And um, Gore has like enslaved all of like these gods, essentially, so he can start building this. Mm-hmm. And so young Thor is kind of like thrown in there, and the God Bomb itself looks very cool. Ribic, I love this planet Ribic draws. It's, with a, like, it's like a Death Star, right? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> the Death Star, but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, awesome. And uh, so they're all kind of just like building it, and Thor, young Thor, runs into uh, the his granddaughters actually, although the granddaughters don't know that it's him. Yeah, which is a little awkward. <laughs> yes, because yeah, it's a little weird part where like one of the granddaughters is like, "Ooh la la." Yeah, it's they like, no, stop. They stop, talk about stop. like his stones. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Later on, when they fi- figure it out, they're like, "Oh, I had impure thoughts about my grandfather." Yeah. Oh god, no. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little sticky. But uh, in in modern day, so basically, uh, so Thor, young Thor, is in trouble here. In modern day, though, uh, where we last left. A modern Thor met up with King Thor because he was thrown into the future as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, all of our characters are now in one timeline. Yep, they're all in the future now. Yeah, it all connected. Um, and it's cool because like when Thor finally has a chance now to talk to King Thor, uh, and like he didn't really before, they were just fighting. Mm-hmm. They were just constantly going against the Berserkers. <laughs> yeah. So now that they actually have a chance to get to talk, like Thor's like asking him questions, like reasonable questions, like who are like why are you why what happened? You know, like I thought you were the king of everything. Where is everybody? Like yeah. And he's just like I can only tell you certain parts. Like you know. Not ready to know this this stuff. He's like, I've got the Thor Force. Like, don't you mean the Odin Force? He's like, that's not what we like, got. Really, you need to speed up your thinking here. <laughs> I, you need to get on the ball with this, <laughs> right? It's like I, I've had it lo- way longer than Odin ever had it. Yeah, and he, he has uh, some cool things he calls out too, like little Easter eggs for like what the future could bring for Thor. Like he mentions, like, oh, what are you right now? Are you still a member of the Avengers? Are oh, you yeah. a guardian of the galaxy? Oh yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, have you ever have you had your time being a space cop? <laughs> he's like, Wait, what? What are it's all like, these things? Never mind. Don't forget I said anything. <laughs> um, and some of those are references to like later in the run some of them i think are just weird things i don't remember thor ever being on the guardians of the galaxy but maybe that's a thing that i just didn't read but yeah so I've, i don't know where that's from exactly but maybe that's from a guardians run or maybe it could just be a reference like you'll one day be there yeah it's some an idea jason aaron had like yeah. a possibility down the road I mean, beta ray bill was on the guardians recently 
Yeah. It's tangential. Yeah, it could work. Uh, so it's cool. Like, they're actually, young Thor and King Thor are, like, preparing to sail on uh, on Gore's planet. Like, literally with one of their, like, Viking, like, medieval spaceships. Yeah, it looks awesome. And uh, and he tells young Thor, King Thor tells young Thor, he's like, prepare. There's one thing we'll need. One desperate tool that we'll need to <laughs> yeah. beat Gore. And he's it's like, like, it's in that room that Odin, like, would never let you in. And he's like, here, take the key to the vault. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what could and it be? And so we think he's going down there to grab some, like, Omega hammer or yeah. something. But no, he goes down there and just, like, barrels and barrels of wine. <laughs> like, the, the world-class wine ever made. Yeah, he's like, we'll need plenty of alcohol if we're going to get this <laughs> job done. He's like, all right. It's like, oh, damn. He's like, you're, you're carrying the barrels. He's like, oh, shit. I mean, if you're going on, like, your swan song, like, voyage, you need some wine. Yeah, King Thor probably thinks, like, this is my last fight. I'm going out drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta. <laughs> so he's gone. You're a Viking. You definitely he, He's gotta. gone full Odin. <laughs> and so young Thor is still, like, on this planet. He's essentially being forced to help build this giant god bomb that apparently we're told has taken 900 years to build, but is, like, almost done, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So he, uh, he's been forcing this god of bombs to build this for 900 years. And uh, now Gore, Gore appears to have a son at this point now, which is uh, sudden, because his son shows up, and, he, and he's like, work harder. Like, yeah. Gore is the end of all gods. It's like a little Joffrey. Yeah, like a little Joffrey twerp. <laughs> and um, My daddy's going to kill you. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so this kid is just weird. Yeah. I, mean, I guess he turns around at the end, but then he turns out to just be a goo puddle. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so young Thor is brought in by Thor's granddaughters, uh, Elisiv, uh, Frigg, and and uh, Atli. And they basically, they've been forming a resistance over time, trying to get like a plan together. Um, they've essentially gathered parts of the bomb, like slowly over time, to the mm-hmm. point where now they have a little tiny bomb of, them, of their own. Yeah. And uh, their plan is just, we just got to get this close and then detonate it. And maybe we can like destroy this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. if he builds this thing, it's going to apparently destroy all the gods throughout all of time. And we don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't so, know how that's supposed to work. Yeah, so that's a... Th- barely that's, works. But we got to blow it up. That's my plan. Yeah. So young Thor is like... And like This is what, kind of the appeal of young Thor. He's kind of like full of vigor and confidence. Oh, like, yeah. A, a, lot, a lot more than the other two. So he's like, fuck it. I'll do it. Like, do yeah, because she's like, now we have to choose someone, but they have to know that they're definitely or most likely not going to make it out alive. And then they look at the bomb and it's gone. And Thor's already like 100 yards away. Yeah, wouldn't Thor's granddaughters be like, well, you're basically sacrificing us anyway. We might as well go. Right, exactly. Like, it's I, like, that's you what came up get. with it. it. Like, if Thor, if young Thor goes, he's not saving their lives. You know, he's not, they're going to die anyway way because he never you know he never lived you know what i mean i suppose so yeah the granddaughters might as well do it themselves because they're I mean, gonna die anyway i don't think they were thinking about time travel rules at, at that they time should have been. Come on, <laughs> let's get on the ball i, I mean rules are, are I, mean, flexible. They sh- I mean they just were told that like he was young thor and they're like oh okay well i mean they did get pissed when they realized he took off with it Oh, that's true. He doesn't so, really ask them yeah. what their thoughts on it are. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if they had a say, they probably would have been against come, it. Come to that logic. Be yeah. like, no, that idiot, we're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not a hero. You're a dumbass. <laughs> you're screwing the whole thing up. <laughs> uh, so young Thor actually does pull it off decently well. He like gets in there and detonates the bomb, and it looks like the thing's going to topple down, but it's got... It's too strong, essentially, because yeah. he gets he escapes via space shark, which is pretty cool. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like it's like a space neon shark. Yeah, shoots laser beams, and then he ends up making his way onto the ship with uh, King Thor and the other Thor. It starts trying to beat the shit out of him with a space shark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's I amazing. do love that part. Yeah, it's that's a, a great uh, part. It's so good. And so now we have all three Thors together. So this is like kind of what I've been waiting for because like, yeah. I love one of my favorite things of this whole run is just the dynamic between these three when they actually get to meet. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, you knew it had to happen eventually. Yep, because old Thor just like looks at both of them and just like face palms because he hates both of them like who he used to be. <laughs> yep. And then young Thor like... Uh, it's like, look at you beardless idiots. Right. And young Thor <laughs> looks up at them like cowards. Like, what happened to you guys? We used to be warriors. Like, we used to be proud. And he's like, look at you old shriveled men. Yeah. Get to work. <laughs> and... um He's like, I just, I just almost did that on my own and rode a space shark up to safety. Where have you guys been? <laughs> There's a really cool line that ends that issue, though, where uh, they look to King Thor and they're like, well, what's the plan now? Like, what do we do? The bomb didn't work. Like, what's our plan? Mm-hmm. And he just looks out and they, they all look at the horizon and he's like, well, we let the hammers do the talking. And I'm just like, <laughs> right. cut to the music. <laughs> And so from this point on, it's just going to be a full-on assault on Gore's planet. Um, and it's kind of almost like a full issue-long battle, yeah, uh, w- which feels earned at this point. Like, we're, we're towards the end of the, Gore, of the Gore stuff. Yeah, definitely. And it's cool now because we have all three of them, too. So we kind of get to see how they differ. Yeah. And it's kind of like how I just mentioned earlier. Like, Thor's, like, young Thor's the one with, like, the vigor and the confidence. So he's, like, first in, into the fray. Yeah, and he's just got the axe. Right. And see, he doesn't even have Mjolnir, so he can't even fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's pretty cool. I want to call out to the the cover of this issue is one of my favorites by Ribbit because it's just like all three Thors like King Thor's like in the background with like lightning in his hammer and like young Thor's in the front with his axe. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like a very, very good cover. I'll post it on Twitter. Um, and so Gore's son, I want to go back to this for a second because it, it gets a little weird here because like towards the end, we'll find out that Gore has been like creating his family out of the necro sword yep like it's like we talked we talked very briefly about it last time but the necro sword almost sort of works like a symbiote Mm -hmm. it's almost like a symbiote mixed with swamp thing yeah because it can like materialize matter other than itself right because the his wife and his son are actually materializations of the necro sword yeah so like they're not real like they're just like images he's conjured from his head yeah it's like ai right so it's like very like it's almost reminds me of there's a whole arc of swamp thing called blue planet where he gets like stranded on like an alien planet and like by him in his complete like self like yeah. totally isolated and he just creates all these like people out of plants huh. and they, they're not living but like he like kind of like moves them around and talks to them okay it's so, like just it's kind of like so a, in his head it looks different yeah it's like it's like wilson no yeah, okay <laughs> gotcha that's uh, that's an interesting idea yeah so it kind of reminds me of that because his like like his wife is even like trying to like be sexy for him. He's like, come over here and like punish me, Gore. <laughs> so it's like he's just like like having her say these things. He's just from dirty his own talking head. himself. <laughs> uh, it's a little weird. It's like, why don't you kill all the gods? You're so strong. Like, I know it. <laughs> There's no one better than you, baby. Yeah, so like th- re- going back and rereading it with that context, it's just like, oh, this is a little strange. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't realize because this is my first read through, so I didn't know that they were fake going up to it. So right. but looking back, yeah, it's very weird. But it does make it kind of cool because later on in the run, like his son betrays him. So it does kind of add that interesting caveat to like, oh, his subconscious, like he kind of like knew he'd betrayed his own. Yeah. Because he started out with like almost having an ideal where he was like, you know, these people are like oppressing us. Let's let's end it. But yeah. at this point, he's become just like obsessive and just like murder, like basically a complete sociopath. Yeah, exactly. And so like there, even there's like some small part of him that's like, no, you're the problem now. Mm-hmm. So there's like, like one part of him that knows he's basically become what he like, re- like did not want to become. Yeah, that's why he's <laughs> always so sensitive about being called a god because yep. he knows that he's like the god of death now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like what who's more powerful or more oppressive than you at this point. Mm hmm. And so, like, even that little part of him is like, no, it's a bad idea. So his son goes and, be- and like, betrays him like a little twerp. He's yeah. like, no, you brat. <laughs> 
Um, an interesting part, though, that happens during this battle, too, um, because like we mentioned, it's like a whole issue-long battle, essentially. Um, when young, when modern Thor goes up against Gore, it, Gore kind of teases him. He's like, I can, like, sense within you, like, you're having doubts. Like, these other two, like, they're kind of, they, they kind of more or less know where they stand, but yeah, you don't like, know. you think I might be right. Yeah, like, you're wondering, like, is he right? Like, are we better off without gods? And like, yep. and, like, Thor, that comes up again and again in this run where he's thinking, like, well, what have I done that's so worthy? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of the question that keeps bothering him. Yeah, like, what makes us better? Right. And, like, and like each one kind of gets their chance against Gore, too. Like, when, when King Thor goes against him, he uses the Thor force on him and young thor is just like flabbergasted yeah. like, what is that it's like you're telling me i'm gonna be able to do that yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool it's just like giant like beams of light and like at one point him and gore just like go into the sky and do battle on their own it's very very cool yeah it's like goku yeah like king thor is just like omega power <laughs> going super saiyan <laughs> But this this whole sequence is kind of like, and, and Ribic like does extremely well with this whole thing too, because at one point Thor actually, because like in the battle, has to grab both of the hammers, like King Thor's hammer as well. So we get this great image of like Thor with both hammers, like just like swinging, like trying to like go out with everything he can. Yep. And because um, Gore is trying to detonate the god bomb at this point, mm-hmm. and it, he's like, like we mentioned earlier, it can kill gods throughout time, throughout everything, everywhere. So like we actually see like over at the. Um, over at like the library of pantheons yeah uh like all of them are like screaming and dying just like convulsing on the ground as this yep. goes off so thor is like the last one standing and he has like both hammers just like shrieking into the sky like yelling <laughs> it's really really it's a really really cool image yeah it's awesome and, and then like king thor and gorsh is like what are you doing and king thor's like he's dying like a god <laughs> and then like shoots his lightning and it's cool because like it's going throughout all of time too so they have this cool narration where they mentioned that thor is like everyone can kind of sense like what's happening like, at first, they all they could sense was pain because the god bomb is going off, and all they sense is just like this pain, and they don't understand what's happening. Yep. But as Thor gets in there into the god bomb with his hammers trying to smash it, they start seeing Thor, and they're all, and it's literally, it, it, there's a line that says, like, at that point, they were all praying to Thor. Yeah. And it's like a really, really cool moment. Yeah, it's great. A couple cool parts that I noticed during this fight, too, some cool uh, pieces of imagery that I noticed is, like, the berserkers that Gore makes, like, the black, uh, like, creatures that he makes. The berserkers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of them is, like, a a giant, like, serpent dragon. Oh, yeah. Which kind of reminds me of, like, the dragon that Null rides that we saw in Silver Surfer Black. Oh yeah, um, I was thinking like the world serpent, but that too. Yeah, it's it's that too. Well, because they, they Thor calls it out. He's like, "Why am I always fighting serpents?" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's um, a good callback. Yeah, so I, I thought that it's more of a callback that Silver Surfer Black would have been making towards this, if anything. So you think Donny Cates like took that? Oh, it could or be. like took inspiration. It, it from could that? be. That's just a theory I had while reading this because I was like, "Oh, that kind of reminds me of like the symbiote dragon." I could definitely see it, and it kind of makes sense if he's using like the necrosword. Why it would kind of draw from that imagery? He like doesn't understand why he's making these images. Yeah, but it, it at one point once Thor smashes the god bomb, he actually gets the necrosword himself. Yeah, and, it's like, an you, amazing page. Oh yeah, it's two two of my favorite pages art wise because it's like Thor like with just like a black silhouette with like it uh, the the, like basically the symbiote like dripping from his eyes yeah it's like bleeding out of his eyes with, black with both mjolnir's like one in each hand like to the <laughs> side yeah it's so cool it's great oh my god and he like as 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 he absorbs it he like understands all of it perfectly mm. um he doesn't call out like null or anything by name because that character had not been invented yet yeah um but he like basically says like this is the necro sword like the all black like the annihilator like this is the sword that was meant to like like no mortal was ever meant to wield this like yep. only like even me having it right now like I finally understand what this is but though I don't know how you ever did anything with this yeah, like it, it, wasn't it was meant, meant for, you. for a god yeah exactly yeah. and then he like immediately like 
it's like a whole like double page spread of just say him like launching forward lightning with both uh hammers like at Gore, <laughs> and it's it's beautiful yeah because there's like lightning and also like black like streaks coming out too yep and it's just a big crack a coom <laughs> And then, like we talked about, yeah, as as Thor's about to take him out, like his uh, Gore's son actually comes up to him, quote unquote, son, yeah, and says, like, you know, you you're, you're the god of hi- of hypocrites, like you, you've betrayed everything you ever thought you were, like, yeah, you're, it's you're, the perfect title, yeah, you're just full of shit, like, yeah, the god of hypocrites, I love right. that line, yeah, it's amazing, it's like you were never anything but just like a killer, and at this point, you're just a, a god killer, yeah, yeah, so it's like, what's the what makes you any better than anything, yeah, exactly, and so like it, some part of him like always knew that, and so his son like brought like brought this all on him. Yeah, and then he melts into a little black goo. Well, Thor cuts his head off first. Oh, you mean, well, not the, oh, kid. You mean the sun? Yeah. yeah no. Thor <laughs> doesn't the cut sun. his son's head off. <laughs> well, I guess you don't exist. What sham? <laughs> Might no. as well. No. Oh, but yeah, then Thor, it kind of remind, re- reminded me of the opening of Endgame, like Th- uh, Thor cutting Thanos' head off. Yeah. Because th- young Thor just comes up, like, just nonchalantly. He's like, I've had enough of this. Wha-ching. Yeah, she's like, I tired of him talking. Yeah. Like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there's the Viking. Yeah, that's the end of that. Yep. Uh, towards the end, uh, all the Thors kind of have a moment just to talk to each other. Um, and th- there's one line that I really like too, where King Thor talks to Young Thor because Young Thor is just kind of like sick of a lot both of them. Because again, like I said, he kind of views them as like cowards, kind of like yeah, he's, he's the cocky image. Yeah, he's one. like you turned into our dad. You guys yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like King Thor has a really good line to him where he's like, "You'll never get what you want. Like you'll never like." truly get what you want I'm, yeah like, like i'm ancient and i know that yeah so like you'll never be the son that he wants you to be yeah because young thor's like what do you mean of course i'll get what i want i'll get the hammer and he's like i don't mean the hammer like you'll never yep. be the son odin wants you to be yeah and he's like ah fuck you i don't know what you mean i don't even know what that means <laughs> like, i don't even care about yeah, that he's like okay boomer <laughs> <laughs> fuck you dad i mean me <laughs> fuck you dad me <laughs> Um, which is a, a pretty cool line. I like that. Uh, even though Odin wasn't really in this story, so it maybe would have meant a little bit more if Odin had been like in it more. Yeah, I mean, King Thor was like proxy Odin. I guess. And Odin, Not really, Odin was but... in it like, for a little bit of young Thor, I think. Yeah. Um, but o- Odin's in more of the Jason Aaron run, so going back and reading that, I thought I, I like that line a lot. Okay. The time travel rules on this, I felt, were a little bit like uh, just neatly wrapped up at the end. It's like well, they, they even have a line about it where they're like, "Oh yeah, no one fully understands it." Right. It's like, yeah, okay. Because I think like Jason Aaron, like he probably knew this from the beginning, but like, there's no way to wrap up this story and not have a bunch of weird questions hanging out there. Like, well. If Young Thor remembers all this, why didn't all this happen? And if, like, you know, it, none of it really makes sense, time travel rules. No, none um, of it. So basically, Jason Aaron at the end is just like, yeah, they don't remember, and fuck it, who cares? It's like, <laughs> well, like, they have so many memories, and when they went back to their time, they just kind of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine with it, just so I don't have to, like, keep asking these questions. So that way, no one yeah. has to bring it up later. Exactly. Um, so that way, we don't have to have all this retroactive stuff where, like, now I suddenly remember the time travel. It's like, yeah. It's a bunch of exhaustive nonsense we don't have to deal like, with. Wait, what about that? That one guy gore was that a thing yeah so but it does it does raise a little bit more questions where you're like well what does he remember well and then it comes up like okay so now in, in the future for young thor is gore gonna come back or is like is that whole just timeline and like existence just gonna be gone well yeah th- that's what i mean is like did because th- gore only died in the future yep so i don't understand yeah, I did. I, it's whatever i, I, I guess I, I well either that or he got killed in the god bomb or like around the god bomb so maybe he dies in all times i don't know exactly yeah i mean i'm, I'm rolling it might it. be explained later in the run and I, i'm just not remembering but okay um I, I don't remember gore ever coming up again so okay i think he's i think he's dead but i don't really know how that works well i guess if he lost the necro sword 
then I guess there will, really wouldn't be a way for him to come back. That's true. If so, the Necro Sword existed outside of time or something, I don't yeah, know. Who knows? But that's, I mean, we're asking the, the, the questions that Jason Aaron just wants us not even to consider. Exactly. Just, I'll be, I'll be, I'm more than fair about that. If yeah. you want to do time travel and not worry about the rules, that's one way to write it, and I have no problems with that. Exactly. Like, he doesn't try to justify it, like, in a super, yeah, like, strict way. Yeah, he's basically way, just so. like, it was a good story, but they forgot about it. Don't <laughs> worry, we're moving on. Yeah, I love Jason Aaron, so I'm totally willing to roll with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, there's two kinds of time travel stories you can right you can do like kind of like uh like dark on netflix where it's all about exploring the rules of time travel yeah exactly and like you know and you can kind of take a scientific approach to it which is fine there's interesting things yeah like to when you there. actually map it out and like let everyone know what the rules are like right. that's one thing but this this time travel story i feel like just existed for symbolic reasons exactly yeah, yeah. Like and it, when you're dealing with thor and gods and like space like right. you, you can get wonky with it right exactly because I, I, this this story existed just so that way you could have that dynamic of like is this what i'm like when I'm older and the older guy can be like, oh, I'm ashamed of what I used to be. Exactly. Like, it's about those dynamics. It's like it, a slight coming of age kind of thing, yeah, too. It's not about, like, the memories you retain. It's, it, that's not the point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't have a huge, like, you know, like, uh, all-consuming, like, stakes or anything. This doesn't affect anything on Earth, really. That's that's a good point, too, because otherwise it would have had, like, a lot more weight. Like, like Hercules would have been like, what, did I just die? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, it would have been kind of been kind of cool to see like a scene of Hercules during all this. I don't know what he. It would have been cool to see time. some like more notable gods, some, but... uh, some other Earth gods like yeah. ones we know, like because Hercules is like an Avenger, or so Zeus, or something like yeah, yeah. Or, or like the Orisha. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. I don't think the Orisha existed yet during this, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that 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 was a good closing to uh, the Gore the God Butcher stuff. Um, I mean, I still don't think Gore himself is my favorite character, but this. These twelve issues work really well just because of the dynamic between the three Thors. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what what it's riding on the back of. Exactly. Um, because like all the scenes with like modern Thor and King Thor together, especially, I really like that. Like, King Thor is still my favorite. Yeah, definitely. Um, because just like everything he says is like a little interesting. Because you're like, ooh, like what has he been through? Yeah, like, super ominous. <laughs> yeah, and like because he still he still seems like Thor, except like with a little taste of Odin, but then like a little taste of resentment towards. Yeah, that it's like too. a humbled, like kind of salty Thor. Yeah, <laughs> and like there's like all these interesting questions you can ask, like. How did he get the destroyer arm and like yeah, stuff like that? Eye. Right. Um, but maybe we'll find out if, if you keep reading. Uh, Actually, yeah, I, we do know how I lose. Uh, I don't, but you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know who, how he loses the arm, too. Oh, really? Yes, okay. I do. Um, he, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll spoil this right now. In Jason Aaron's Avengers run, he already has the metal arm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not a thing that's in the far future. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so. Interesting. Yeah, Jason Aaron's run. I mean, this is a reminder. Jason Aaron's run went for like eight years. So yeah, it's it's long. Gotcha. So there's a lot to dig into there. But I mean, it was it's also a monthly book, so it's not going to take you for like twelve years to read it. You know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. Um, but next week we're still doing Jason Aaron's Thor. We're, we're going to start the Malakith, the first Malakath arc, which is technically still a part of God of Thunder, but it's a whole new story. Um, which is kind of it's kind of more tied into like the rest of the Marvel universe. Like Malakath's story tie- bleeds into a lot of stuff. Okay. Um. So it'll be cool to finally. Start yeah, I figured that. he's like a bigger like villain. Yeah, like, he's, more he's a top three Thor villain for sure. Okay. Uh, easily, I would say. Gotcha. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna be uh, talking about that next week. Uh. But first, we're not done yet. We have to oh, yeah. talk about the Thor movies. Of course, we're gonna do that at the end of every episode. And this week, we don't have a good one. Yeah. Uh, we I mean, got... it, it, not as bad as some, but no, not it's, great. I, I didn't say it's a terrible one but it's not a good one if i had to give it a number i'd say a six out of ten well starting out with the number usually people (laughs) do that last all right everybody join us next time (laughs) no um yeah six is fair i mean six is a fair number if you're considering like five is like an average movie no i'd say this is a five then i'd say like a six is an average movie 
Yeah, but then the, I don't know. I guess uh, maybe it depends on what scale you're using. Yeah, I, guess. I, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. So th- this is this is like an this is the definition of an average movie. I think. Yeah, because it, it's something that could have been made better. Very boilerplate. Like it's it's got the start of some cool things working, um, but we'll get to it. I mean, because the opening of it is. Like, there's a lot of scenes that just kind of, like, drag on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's a whole opening where Thor's, like, protecting the peace of the realms, which, like, we're only told about. Yeah. Like, apparently after Avengers and the Bifrost broke, like, all the all the realms went to war against each other. Yeah, for in the span of two years. Right, and, and for some reason... I mean, I guess if you want to do the whole space-time is different than Earth-time, and maybe... In Asgard, it was like a hundred years, but on Earth, it was two years. I mean, you can sure. do that, but whatever. But it, I mean, what I thought was weird was like the the battles they're fighting look very like not god battles. You know what I mean? Like the fight they have on Vanaheim looks very pedestrian. Yeah, definitely. Like they end up like they fight one giant alien like Korg looking guy who I think is Korg's actual species. But yeah, like, that they looked more like mercenaries. You know what I mean? This yeah. doesn't look like a warring of the realms. Yeah, it, it honestly just looked like a rebel uprising. Yeah, like it just like a military coup, like, or like something. a village being attacked by like barbarians. Yeah, or like something. this wasn't a war of the realms. Yeah, this like... is not like the Bifrost broke and now like Vanaheim is rising up against <laughs> yeah. the Dark Elves. Yeah, no, it was it's... very mild. Yeah, like so. So if they're trying to tell me like Thor's been busy fu- like trying to keep the peace between the realms, that's a really cool concept. But show us like Muspelheim invading the dwarves or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, something Thorian you know and like well at the end of the first Thor you kind of still were at weird tensions with the frost giants like go off that yeah like, right there like just, like oh you have to like tie up that knot still. yeah you exactly know yeah so that so the opening scene is a little weird well actually I guess that's not the opening scene the actual opening scene is like the exposition with the the dark elves yeah the Malak um, which is like, pretty review. cool I mean it kind of reminds it was very similar to what we saw in the last movie the yeah opening. almost the same yeah <laughs> um, and like the, what's actually happening with the Aether is not really interesting I think the Aether is what makes this movie boring yeah it's just not it's just kind of a boring entity yeah all the movies that seem like they were forced to put an infinity stone in I think I feel like suffered for it definitely like Guardians kind of made it work even though it def- definitely seems like the power stone was just like a driving like plot force yeah like none and, of them really used it in a way where it felt like this had to be in the movie and it, yeah exactly and, and the whole movie didn't like revolve or for guardians the whole movie didn't revolve around the stone but like this yeah. movie was like we gotta what's up with the stone right like it's here now it's in jane mm-hmm. now it's over here it's like yeah, it's I, just, I don't it's care kind of obnoxious <laughs> and it's just like an arbitrary power source in yeah this one, even though later it becomes the reality stone yeah which i, I feel understand. like i feel like that was thrown in after the movie was written it had to be <laughs> this this the aether just seems like a destructive force of nature it doesn't seem like anything that like alters reality yeah, cause, necessarily because it literally like it almost seems semi-conscious because it, it there are points where it's kind of like flowing and moving in like a weird like gooey wave right and like it, it seems like it's like semi-conscious almost but, i mean i guess it's kind of cool that we see a scene of like like boar like fighting against the dark elves that's yeah kinda cool that was cool um because like you know boar getting mentioned at all is just kind of a cool easter egg where it's like oh okay, he, he so was this, that one big dude right oh boar uh boar is uh odin's father so when they oh. show the flashback of the Dark Elves, it's oh, King Boar who attacks. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But th- did they show him? Yeah, they did. He was the guy with the beard who was like, we oh, have to yep, hide it. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, he looked like a little I, bit younger. I just figured that was Odin. Oh, no. It was <laughs> Okay. They mention it. Um, but yeah, Malekath is played by Christopher Eccleston, who is like a really, really good actor. Yeah, uh, he's great. If you haven't seen The Leftovers, it's one of my favorite shows ever. It's on HBO. Hell yeah. He's, he's fantastic amazing in that. Amazing in that. And I, I, he's also a Doctor Who. Yep. Uh, he's a doctor. But Probably I haven't seen internationally that, but... no more for that. Yeah, Dad. Although I'd, I'd have no idea where he ranks in Doctor Who's, but 
I don't know. I would hope a good one. I mean, he's a good actor regardless. Yeah. Um, even though he's completely wasted in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't think of an MCU actor who's more wasted than him in this movie. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe Sam Rockwell in Iron Man 2, but at least like that character oh, was kind of fun. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? And he wasn't covered in makeup and like unrecognizable. Right. And, and in this movie, he never gets any kind of line that's like interesting. It's, it's always just, just like, him being a milquetoast villain. Yeah, exactly. It's like, give me the ether. What I, are you doing? Um, Like the Loki parts of this movie, I all really like though, because like yeah. it, it kind of starts out with like Loki in prison, both from trying to cause a rebellion on Asgard and from trying to conquer Earth. Yeah, which is a, a no-no. That's a big one. Um, so he's he's been on trial and he's imprisoned in Asgard. Um, the Dark Elves actually they they kind of start off the whole conflict of the movie by uh, curses in this movie. He's a he's part of the Dark Elves. He has this like power in the movies. It's explained that he has this power to like grab this gem that kind of. Turns him into this berserker, essentially. Yeah, the design is amazing. Oh, yeah, no, Curse is... Be- I love Curse in this movie. I thought he was awesome. I didn't realize that was, like, an established villain. When I first saw this movie, I figured it was just some, like, made-up movie, like, side dude. No, yeah, I mean, it, there's not a lot of depth to the character in this movie, but it, it does bring up some interesting questions and kind of, like... I like the idea that he kind of gets turned into this berserker, but he still, like, has his mind. He's still, yeah, still, yeah, like, he's, semi like sentient. Yeah, he still has, like, good tactical input for Malakathing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's, like, a, a different twist on like the berserker rage okay because it's less that he's like he loses his mind and more just like his whole soul is cursed which is a cool concept yeah definitely um so they kind of use him as like their trojan horse they get him arrested as just this mercenary but then he takes the gem and breaks free and starts a riot on asgard yeah they do a classic prison break um the riot on asgard and like the whole attack on asgard is probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie oh it's great i was i was having a lot of fun during that whole sequence oh it's awesome like scene after scene there's a lot of parts where i'm like that was pretty cool yeah like because it starts out uh, with or no, is that a different battle with Heimdall? No, it's the same battle. Yeah, where like because they bring in their like cloaked ships and all that, and then Heimdall's sitting at the Bifrost, and he, all of a sudden he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's then, the only one who can see yeah, him. Yeah, starts yep. running down the bridge and just jumps like onto the invisible ship, throws like a sword, and it's like exhaust and like jumps off, and the whole thing explodes. Yeah, it's really really cool because <laughs> he's the only one who can see. It. He's like, "Oh, you're not going invisible on me!" Like, ah, and like <laughs> so, jumps onto it. It's like I spot you, bitch. Yeah, by far the coolest action sequence we get from Heimdall in all three movies. Yeah, he, he like kind of almost shown in this movie. Like, he was used really well. Yeah, he was. He has some cool scenes with Thor, too, where he's, like, kind of, like, talking to him about Jane. Yeah. Um, there's one scene I really like, too, where he goes up and, and he's like, uh, well, what's Jane up to now? And he, he has some, like, he has some cool insights into, like, the different perspective. Because I, I feel like he's a character who has more perspective on, like, what life is like for other people in the other realms. Yeah. Because he sees it on a daily basis. Yeah, he's constantly watching. So, like, he has a cool line where he's like, oh, Jane is on Earth. She's doing fine. She doesn't know it yet, but she studies the conversions herself. And, yeah. Like, I think that's a cool line where it's like, yeah, she's using her own science, but she's kind of on the right track. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Heimdall just having that insight and like that perspective is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this whole sequence on on uh, Asgard is great because at this point uh, Jane has the Aether and is like is on Asgard as well, so yeah. they're attacking to get her. Yeah, so, we didn't need to talk about the cheesy Darcy and I don't. I hate all Jane. the scenes on Earth they're, in this movie. They're so comedically forced that it's just it's beyond cringe sometimes it's bad um and beyond that it's like even just the scenes on earth are just so like boring and just like non-consequential and just like they literally just exist to be bits sometimes exactly that, that aren't funny they're not funny so it's just like i i'm ready to move on yeah let's get back to but like when we get to this battle story. on asgard like I'm, i was almost thinking like okay good we're past it like let's 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 go this is where it gets oh cool. no it goes back um, because like even after Heimdall takes out that ship, like a bunch more fly in, so it's like a full on battle, and we actually get to see like Asgard's defenses, which is pretty cool. Yeah, who's like cool. they have like these turrets and like they're uh they're like um I don't know what you call those like Viking half ships. 
Um, but that like almost chariot boat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but they have those, but they're like spaceships, just like we saw in God of Thunder. Yeah, it's a uh, very similar design. Yep. Uh, and so th- those things kind of go flying out and do battle, and it's cool because they actually get shown to kind of like hold their own, and like they're pretty formidable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they actually like uh, Asgard. We kind of see like what its defenses look like because it does seem almost like vulnerable at this point. Mm-hmm. But then we see it's got this like giant shield that goes around it that yeah, protects like a, the heart of the city. It's like a bubble shield. Yeah, and so uh, I don't think the ships had any way to get through that because as soon as they approach it they're dead stop yeah but that's why they put curse in there as the trojan horse yeah um because well loki is he's the one who fucks it up because curse doesn't break loki out but as he's walking away loki's like you might want to take the stairs to the left oh yeah that's a good point because um and loki actually kind of comes to regret that because it sends curse up the stairs and he breaks the shield yep but it also sends curse to where malakath is fighting frigga yeah which is a really really cool scene because yeah frigga bodies frigga's a freaking badass in this movie i was gonna ask was like the real standout of this movie in the comics is her that character's name is thor's mom frigga or is it freya or i don't know i think it's frigga because in actual norse mythology thor's mom is freya uh, I looked it up. Frigga is just kind of like a different uh, pronunciation of the same name. Oh, okay. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Gotcha. Uh, but but Frigga is, is a badass because she was the one kind of like escorting Jane quietly away while the battle goes on. Yeah, she like, was like Jane's bodyguard. Right. And so, uh, but Malakath catches up with them and uh, and Frigga kind of sends um, Jane away. And and she actually, she straight up beats Malakath handedly. Yeah. Like doing battle with him. And so we're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, he gets bailed out by curse, but. Yeah, he does get bailed out. But yeah. it's cool like how she she straight up defeats him and has a knife to his throat and she's yep. like end this right now like it's over for you yep. but then she doesn't see Curse like steps up and, and kills her yeah and uh cause we're told that Curse can like stop anything the shitty part is that now Loki has to hear that his mother died and not only that but he he knows that she was killed by Curse yep and Curse was only there because he said take the stairs on the left yep so that's a, a part that I thought added some some depth to the story where now Loki has to think like well, I do all this twisted shit, and hey, I have all these schemes, but now it's like it's fucked me over. Like th- this is someone I actually cared about. Yeah, now I just like fucked over like the person I most care about. Right, and there's a really uh, like a lot of great scenes after this. This like even visually, like the visual scene of like uh, Frigga's uh, funeral is is really, oh, really yeah. great. It's like a traditional Viking funeral, but it's off the waterfall of the World Bridge. Yeah, it looks so dope. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, the I visuals in this movie are great. All this, all the cosmic stuff. I was is gonna call awesome. that out. Oh, the visuals of this movie are top notch. Like, oh yeah, and I don't even mean that is like a dig on the rest of it like like seriously if if the rest of this movie like had held up this would that this would have been a, a point a lot of people would have brought up like, like i want to see this movie with all the like earth scenes cut out <laughs> yeah and like all like all of the dark like the dark elves look great yeah uh, the, dark the designs elves, are for almost everything are awesome their ships are awesome yep. like they look cool they act cool it seems like even the the weird design of it seems practical with the way they fly oh yeah because like they have like blades on them which is badass because then they go sideways and take out structures with the blades yeah like you can go with the vertical or the long horizontal like yeah it's got it's got a lot of like mechanical because you see them like taking out pillars of the building with the blade of their spaceship like that's so cool yeah it's a great design uh and like not only that but like the design of um like like the like we said the design of curse yeah that's and, top um, that's top notch and like the visuals of Asgard like we kind of get like like what Asgard should look like yeah and I got a lot of uh like Lord of the Rings vibes it looked a lot of, like the Elven city in Lord of the Rings yep all like gold and shiny but um but as cool as these visual things are like there's just so many like 
scenes where it's like this is just so slow what's happening and how many times do i have to have the convergence explained to me? i know <laughs> in, in like so many dumb like, ways I, there needs to be a drinking game like like take a shot anytime they explain the convergence yeah the, the nine realms line up only once a millennia isn't that a crazy it's like no like we we understood it the first because it happens once in narration with odin it yep. happens again when uh heimdall explains it to thor jane then, explains it to darcy then uh, thor explains it to jane because the, they're doing the hand thing and they yep. have to kiss yep and he's just like, I love the way you explain the things. fucking uh, Eric explains it to the people in the insane asylum. You're right. Oh my god, <laughs> this is like just off the top of our heads. That's like six off the top. <laughs> it's insane. It's not good. So that's a problem. Uh, there's also the problems, like we said, of the Earth scenes where the initial one is like, I guess, almost interesting, where like they're dropping things in like the wormhole. Yeah, which is kind of cool, but it's like that's not enough by itself. No. Like all the stuff with like Jane, like accidentally like dating a guy, and then Thor comes back, and like all oh, that's not interesting at all. No. Um, Darcy's intern's intern is not interesting. I'm, I'm not into that idea. Yeah, she's basically just like I don't even know. It it's just a weird. It's dynamic. a weird idea to have a side bit character get their own side bit. Character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that shouldn't be a thing. And but yeah, so we. I mean, as much as I just, as much as I just said really good things about that whole Battle of Asgard sequence, I noticed that immediately after that movie, I started to like zone out. Like it starts to get progressively more and more boring. Yep. Because like the whole sequence of like yeah the last thirty minutes I was just like come on yeah we're like we're like they're trying to like get Selvig out of like yeah because he's uh, Selvig is like gone nuts from be from being uh, mind mind warped by Loki yeah from so Avengers. he's so he's like running around Stonehenge naked and stuff <laughs> yeah. so they they get him out just by like saying they're his dad or that he's their dad yeah Darcy with her weird friend because says it's that it, like, easy he said uh, the side side character says it's his dad and she's like oh okay here you go <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> oh sure we'll go with it um and like the the battle itself like with Malakath looks kind of cool but like that's not enough by it. Like, there's some cool scenes where, like, he's, like, punching him through the portals. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting Yeah, there's concept. some cool, like, Injustice-style, like, level transitions, like, that are pretty right. cool. But, but then we don't need the scenes of, like, Darcy's intern's intern, like, lifting a car yeah. and, like, smashing the bad guys. Yeah, they're, they're like, in an anti-gravity <laughs> zone. He, like, lifts up a car to, like, smash a guy, and she's like, did you just save my life? It's like, I don't need this. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if the because the thing with the, the thing that made that whole attack on Asgard sequence good is, like, the stakes were really high. Yeah. And not only that, but we were seeing new things. Like, we saw, like, what Asgard looks like when it's under attack. Yep. I guess we saw that in Thor 1, but not really. It never not really, really was under attack. It was not, more, not, it was not more like covert degree. attacks. Exactly. You know? Like, we never saw, like, a full-scale, like, ships are flying This was, in. like, a full-on assault. Yeah, this, this was, was like an invasion. A this was, like, a D-Day invasion. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, see, seeing, like, this kind of stuff being, like, well, how, why is Asgard formidable? Like, seeing why, like, what their defenses look like. Yep. And not only that, but seeing, like, um... You know, Odin, like, how they deal with, like, security threats. Odin's going in, like, on his own, on his own. Thor's the one handling, like, the prison riot. Yep. And then, like, seeing Frigga go, like, toe-to-toe -to -toe with Malekith. Like, that kind of stuff was really cool. Yeah, like, that whole sequence is top-notch. Yeah. Um, and, like, because at that point, I'm still, like, wondering, like, okay, like, Malekith, maybe you'll show me something cool. Like, I'll be into this. Yeah. Um, then he just gets bodied. <laughs> he does kind of get, like, the half-face, like, thingy. Yeah, he gets burned by Thor, but... So, like, eventually, he kind of looks more like Malekith, and, like, it's fine, but it's, like... That's not a. Like, it's not enough. Yeah, like you're, <laughs> you're throwing these cool Easter eggs that like I would have said good things about if like I cared even a little bit about this character. Exactly. But yeah, it's like we said. I mean, this movie isn't like despicably bad. It's just like 
there's parts where it's like you can cl- there's nothing to really say good things about like large large stretches of just like yeah. not that interesting things going on mm-hmm. like like that, that the, oh, it's almost like the battle on Asgard should have happened last yeah that should have been the, that could, should have been the climax it, I don't know if it could have been but it should have been it should have been like it was like ten times more like suspenseful than the battle in London so I mean yeah I think a lot of the, this this movie's problems just hinged on like the villains need something more interesting to be doing mm-hmm. um, and like it, it's because the one cool part of the movie is like when they had an interesting plan like yeah. when they actually had a plan to get something done like the Trojan horse leading to the invasion yep um, but like after the movie it's just kind of like we need to go get the ether and I don't know what you do with that. Other, like, you know, all the other villains kind of have like a dynamic and like something to take from the other character. And oh yeah, I was good, I was thinking about this too. So like these had the, these dudes just been laying in hibernation like with this whole like freaking amazing army this whole time. Yeah, they they were just like we see their ships wake up at the beginning. Okay, because it's like at that point you almost don't even need the ether. Like you've got this super huge army with these fleet of ships. I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean. I- I, don't, I think the idea was that they couldn't have, like... You couldn't go to toe-to-toe with Thor. You can't occupy Asgard. Yeah, you can't go toe-to-toe with Thor without, a, like, a special Yeah, because their plan was just get in there, get the Aether, and then maybe we have a chance. Because okay. then they're formidable. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. So I think they're slumbering because they don't have confidence in their abilities without the Infinity Stone. Yeah, I guess. Um, Which, even calling it an Infinity Stone is weird to me. I know, because it didn't feel like it. Because if these, if these Dark Elves know what this thing is... Like, you would have to assume they do, because they, like, worship this thing, and mm-hmm. they've been with it since it was created, is what we're told. Yeah. So, like, they have to know it's an Infinity Stone, and they have to know it's the Reality Stone, if we're going to go into it with the context that we know from the Marvel Universe at this point. So, why don't, it seems like it would be way more powerful if they just smashed it into a rock and used it like Thanos does. But then, I, I don't know how, because, like, can you use the Infinity Stone, or the Reality Stone, how Thanos did without the gauntlet? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're powerful enough. Well, yeah, yeah, because that was my only thing. I was like, oh, maybe Malakath isn't powerful enough, but he well, should be. I mean, it, even if Ronin can use a power stone just with his bare hands, I think that, yeah. the, that door opens the door for a lot of people. I think Malakath is on that list if Ronin is. Yeah, I, that yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, it does seem a little weird, but I mean, it that's also kind of where you can look at the movie and be like, yeah, that Infinity Stone shit was put in later. Definitely. Um, they, The after credit scene is kind of cool. I remember like thought, thinking that scene was really interesting on the first yeah, time Yeah, the collector. This. Yeah, because yeah. that's your first time seeing the collector and he's like a character who's like super uh, flamboyant weird and experimental yeah he's like it's like a character you wouldn't expect to see in the mcu definitely yeah benicio del toro just out there like allowed to do character work (laughs) right with the crazy white hair that's what i love with like when benicio del toro gets cast in movies nowadays they kind of they're just like just go in there and just do a character (laughs) just do a weird thing (laughs) just be totally insane yeah just like just be something people haven't seen before and he's just like all right (laughs) yeah i love benicio del toro yeah he's 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 that's what i love about him as an actor too it's like every character is like that's the only version of that thing that exists exactly yeah, yeah. like it's totally unique like in his, like his collector is the, the only character i can think of that's like that yeah know? like talks like that and it is like that you know what i mean totally so like that that's a i like that just as a side it does it is a little weird that the asgardians are trusting him with an infinity stone he doesn't seem like a trustworthy character well he even says it he's like why not just keep it in in uh asgard but so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why are you giving the reason it to me? they tell us is well, it's too dangerous to have two Infinity Stones yeah. in one place. I'm like, okay, give one to the, the Avengers. Yeah, or something like what the fuck? Why are you giving it to a third party? Like there are part, there are like groups of people who you trust with your lives. Yep. Give it to one of them, any of them. It doesn't even have to be the Avengers. It could be like the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be like shady black dealer on the on nowhere. Exactly. You know? Like it's like literally a dude you like can least trust. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't like, make literally sense. keep slaves in cages. Like he, he might as well just be taking it to like 
like a pawnbroker. Yeah, really. Like, it's insane. It's like, you don't you know, don't sell this. <laughs> Please don't sell this. It's very powerful. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Thor The Dark World. Yeah. Um, we, like, I mean, when we go into even these bad movies, I always try to find the things that I like about it. Uh, just because it, it, I think it's an interesting question to be like, where could this have been saved? Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of went over some stuff. We, we did, so... Um, I, I, but I still don't, I don't think that's enough to like redeem it. Like all, all the no. parts, like the, all the sequences at the end that we barely talked about are just not interesting. Like mm-hmm. the whole sequence of them attacking the planet, and, like the fake out with Thor's hand, like yeah, all that. that non- was... Like we didn't even talk about it because I don't even. I'm not like, even interested. That should have been cool, but it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know, um, but yeah. So I mean, next week we're, we're uh, we have a treat thing because we can finally watch yeah. uh, Thor Ragnarok, which yeah. is a movie that is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm actually, pumped. It's been a while. Yeah, ha- has high stakes. Has like fun moments. Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth is actually allowed to like be a character in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Like the the comedic moments that like actually work. Right, because uh, after this movie and after uh, Age of Ultron, I remember there's a quote where he like went to the the producers of like the Marvel universe and he was like, "I feel like I have handcuffs on me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do anything with this character. Yeah, like that. You know, I just feel like I'm just shouting lines. And, yeah, like, like this... I just have to be like a Norse god and like super serious. Yeah, and... it just feels like I'm reading lines off a page. Yeah, like and there's nothing I can do with this. But now that he's allowed to be like human, you know. Yeah, but well, he's still Thor. Like that was. And he, that's the thing is like Ragnarok. We'll talk about it more next week. I'm kind of getting into that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Ragnarok is like where he like is both like a human like more like relatable but also like it's all about him like being the god of thunder exactly like, I'm excited to talk it's about like that. Stella's gets her groove back type deal right exactly <laughs> um, so yeah we'll be talking about more Thor we're not done with it yet we got the finale coming up next week uh, we're getting into we, we talk, we'll give you a little preview of Malakath this week I guess because we're gonna break down all that next week yeah I'm pumped to see comic Malakath yeah it, it'll be it'll be cool um, so join us then uh, we'll be uh, the god of hammers next week oh yeah goodbye <laughs>